Wong. Welcome to Coronavirus Chronicles. Coronavirus and conspiracy from the front lines. Ruinevs. Hello, listeners. You guys are all over the world. Welcome. It's pretty exciting. Danke. Every time I record a show, I feel like this. Let's see if you guys know what this is from. I just know y'all know. My name is Robert Neville. I am broadcasting on all AM frequencies. If you are out there, if anyone is out there, I can provide food. I can provide shelter. I can provide security. If there's anybody out there, anybody, please, you are not alone. That's right. You're so smart. Will Smith from I Am Legend. I Am Legend is based off one of my fave books, I Am Legend, from 1954, Richard Matheson. Also, the movie Omega Man is based off that book as well, starring Charlton Heston, killer movie, filmed in L.A., it's righteous. Okay, the structure of the coronavirus chronicles is the coronavirus section, followed by new coronavirus diagnosis. Interesting. From the front lines, because I work at a grocery store. Cashier's assistant as I pop my collar. Then my baby, my baby. The Conspiracy Section. When I call it my baby, I mean it's my reason for living. Followed by what we've been watching and doing, and then the show's done. Yay! Okay, you know the deal, y'all. We gotta get focused, because, man, this shit is real. Uh, I just spilled beer on my shirt. Okay, gotta get focused, focused. What a show today. Y'all are gonna really like this. It had to be good, because I was like, I cannot do this. And I just made it so good that I had to do it. Feel me? Okay. The coronavirus section. As of today, April 15th, Wednesday, did y'all get your stimulus check? I did. Current coronavirus cases, 2,035,773. Okay, that's up a million from last week's show. That's a plague for ya. Deaths, there's been 130,000. Recovered, 500,000. Okay, I guess there was like a million five in some sort of limbo state. Okay, let's just move on. 
Okay, more uh, coronavirus news. Funding has been cut off to the World Health Organization. We'll talk about that a little bit in the conspiracy section. Moving on, this week was supposed to be peak week. Some people saying we peak, some people we haven't. I'm sorry, this is a new show. I don't know. Hey, at least I'm not just like making something up. Quick reminder, this is for all y'all. Let's just chillax. I know everybody's shaking on the inside. Survival rate for coronavirus is 98.8%. It's like, oh, that's good. And then you're like, but 98.8? I'd like the 99.8. Do you know, like 98.8 kind of scares me. Stats are lame, though. It's like people tell you, well, you know, I'm horrified of flying. I have panic attacks and like, I mean, I had to get over it for like touring and stuff. But like, I learned how to like face my fear and like accept death, basically. But yeah, stats don't matter because it's like, oh, you're not going to die on a plane. It's like, but I could. That's like buying a lotto ticket makes perfect sense to me. I don't buy a lotto ticket, but I would because I could totally win. And that's why I don't fly because I could totally crash. So stats, it's like, who gives a shit? Let's just move on. Okay, more in coronavirus news. When will the quarantine be lifted? We don't know. It's going to go state by state. I don't know when our little mountain town is going to lift off the quarantine. Honestly, I don't care about going out at all. I've never cared. I like to go to the movies, and I like to go out to eat to nice restaurants. But I could live without that shit. I want people to come over to my house. I want to have gatherings. I don't give a shit about going to a bar. So when will the quarantine be lifted? I don't know. But until then, we're going to roll it. We're going to rock it. We're going to get freaky. All right. So it's going to be cool. This is going to be like something we're all going to look back and be like, OMDD, how did we get through that? How did I get through it? I smoke tons of pot. I've never smoked. I didn't even smoke this much pot in high school. And I was number one stoner Spicoli in high school. That was me. And the show, I guess. Yeah, that's it. This show is the only reason I'm alive. Let me just tell you that much. So I'm glad y'all like it. Damn, when I was sitting here, no one was even listening. (sighs) Love y'all loyal fans and the new listeners. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah. Let's just move on. Let's move on. This is interesting. (laughs) Okay, we're on to the next section. New coronavirus diagnosis. Okay, here's one that it's a little older, but I just found out about it. Debbie Mazur. Is that how you say your name? You know her because she played Sandy in Goodfellas. She held Henry Hill, cut, snort, and slang as dope. She has coronavirus, but I guess is doing better. I followed her on Instagram. She, like, cooks and is, like, friends with Madonna or something. I really don't know. I'm not that interested. Okay, here's also celebrity diagnosis, coronavirus from the past. J.K. Rowling. Joanne Rowling, born July 31st, 1965, better known as J.K. Rowling, is a British author, film producer, television producer, screenwriter, and philanthropist. Damn. She's best known for writing Harry Potter. Never heard of it. Never seen it. Never read it. I don't care. Okay, just some other stuff. Y'all know who she is. She is okay. Oh, yeah, this is something. There was an article about her, and it was so boring. I I couldn't read it, but I'm going to point y'all in the direction if you care about it. She said that she, like, learned some breathing technique that, like, helped her heal and uh, soothe her symptoms of coronavirus. 
So if you like need some breathing tips or whatever, respiratory problems, go to JK Rowling's Twitter. I just really am not interested in her at all. But there you go. Check it out. Oh, yes. Here's one. John Taylor, the bass player from Duran Duran. Y'all know him. Okay, he was just pumped that he got uh, blessed with a mild case of COVID-19. And then he said some other things. Okay, moving on. This is the new celebrity diagnosis. Good Morning America host George Stephanopoulos. Never heard of him. Sounds like the guy from uh, Sesame Street. I hope he's okay. Okay, moving on. From the front line section. Okay, from the front lines, it's an update uh, because I work in a grocery store. I'm a cashier's assistant, mixed with a little maintenance man, mixed with a little cashier, mixed with the... I don't even know. Okay, so here's a quick update from the front lines. We're now required to pass a temperature check before we clock in. If our temperature is past 100.4 degrees, we get sent home. Then we have to stay home at like 72 hours after the fever broke. Something like that. Uh, We're now required to wear masks. Most of us have been wearing our masks anyways. I have been. I don't want to breathe your nasty air with your coronavirus. I called out on Sunday. I just couldn't go in. I drank beer and went for a walk in the woods and it was great. I did not regret calling out. Sorry, people from work who are listening. Okay, moving on. To my angel in disguise. The conspiracy section. My reason, reason. Okay, quick little new thing in the conspiracy section. I was following two conspiracies. The first one being the Bill Gates conspiracy. The second one being the Hollywood conspiracy. That meant... Everybody that's going to fall in the wake of Harvey Weinstein singing like a canary. For now, I'm going to shelve the Hollywood conspiracy. Only because we're going to focus on the Bill Gates conspiracy and the Hollywood conspiracy kind of brings in the tail end of that. So they kind of meld anyways. So basically nothing has changed. The Bill Gates conspiracy. I bet if y'all aren't even into conspiracies, you're thinking like, what's up with Bill Gates? I mean, by now, right? No. Just a quick recap, just because there's so many new listeners and because everybody's so hard up. We're just going to briefly do a recap. Okay. 
So the Bill Gates theory is basically that Bill Gates is behind coronavirus, and that he and his friends and something called The Good Club, that we'll discuss in just a few minutes, Rockefellers, all them, have an actual sinister plan to cull the world's population. That means cut out a significant part of the world's population due to overpopulation, microchipping the rest of the population, and taking care of the CO2 problem, other emissions, so on. Basically to save the planet in their minds. So does that make sense? Again, if this is your first time tuning in, it may sound insane. I don't even care if it sounds crazy. Because I'm crazy. Okay, so The Good Club. Here we go. The Good Club is a group of billionaires that, quote, want to save the world. Some of the members include Bill Gates, George Soros, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, David Rockefeller, Ted Turner. There's others, too. All members combined are supposed to be about estimated $125 billion total. If you know anything about conspiracies, you know that's just a nasty list of names. Nasty. Anyways, they got together, secret meeting in Manhattan to talk about education, emergency relief, government reform, blah, blah, blah. Basically, let me spare you the details. Basically, it was Bill Gates talking about overpopulation, saying this is the thing that we need to focus on. So forget about whatever y'all are focusing on. Overpopulation's where it's at. Like I said at the beginning of the show, the powers that be, the U.S. government, have defunded the World Health Organization. This is not a political show. I dislike all politicians. They make me sick. But the information that I'm trying to relay to you is that the World Health Organization funding got cut off by the U.S. government for, quote, mismanaging and covering up, end quote, coronavirus stuff. Bill and Melinda Gates are huge contributors to the World Health Organization. They have 36 million. And here's the thing. I'm not going to connect all these dots. Like, I'm just going to read you guys a bunch of shit and you guys can think what you want. I'm not going to try to, like, make you see what I think I see and what other people think that they see. Because this could all just be a bunch of coincidences. I don't believe anything until I know for sure. I don't even believe this. I don't believe anything. (laughs) One thing that I believe is that my mom loves me. That's it. So I'm just saying, with all this coronavirus craziness, like, girl, I don't know if this shit is true, but I know Bill Gates freaks me the fuck out. So we're discussing the Bill Gates conspiracy. One thing that this, that spawned this conspiracy was Jeremy, (laughs) this is is Jeremy Corbyn's brother, Pierce, whoever that is, Pierce Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn is a British politician who served as leader of the Labour Party. I don't know anything about that. From 2015 to 2020, his brother Pierce tweeted, this is quote what Pierce Corbyn tweeted. Here we go. The coronavirus pandemic was simulated October 2019 by mega-rich control freaks Bill Gates, George Soros, and cronies. Cronies, that might be the good club, huh? Now it's for real. The aim is a world population call. People cause CO2 problem by their mass vaccination plan containing poison. Refuse coronavirus vaccine. So that, of course, added, you know, major fuel to... (laughs) this Bill Gates shit. Uh, Also part of the conspiracy is that people believe that 
Bill Gates wants to microchip, you know, the rest of the population. He did a Reddit Ask Me Anything. When asked about microchips after coronavirus, he said, quote, Eventually we will have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or who has been tested recently, or when we have a vaccine who has received it. Oh, this is pretty interesting. You guys are going to like this. <laughs> so last week's episode of Coronavirus Chronicles, I talked about a Tom Hanks movie, Inferno. And you guys remember I played a clip of him. I think I was going to replay the clip this week just as a little reminder. So quickly, reminder, Tom Hanks on Malthusian Theory. So here's Tom Hanks on the Today Show with the button pusher, Matt Lauer. Tom Hanks, it was part of this whole conspiracy. Trust. He supposedly also just donated some of his blood to help the cure of coronavirus. That's for another show. But here he is on the Today Show discussing a movie called Inferno. And I watched the movie this past week, and I'm going to tell you all a little bit about it. It was horrifying. By the way, you should, now you have to describe the, this plot to us, but you know Matt and I right. are constantly talking about Malthusian theory. Malthusian yeah. theory, yes, I know. I'm sure I, you I, are. I, I, it says it on one of the coffee cups <laughs> I was given. You know, when I graduated, when I was at junior college, Chabot Junior College, we finished a, a history uh, course, and the professor wrote up, you need to learn this word. He wrote up the word triage, which represented, I was told, the concept that eventually the world will have too many people in it in order to subsist on its own. And that stuck with me for a long time and that's what inferno is about a the, the quantum physics of overpopulation in a in an instant they could be too many people on the planet earth and actually the math does add up just give us a 20 second definition of malthusian shut up matt lauer again god i'm aggro okay malthusian theory so i'm sure y'all heard that there's going to be too many people on the earth it's just a fact so yeah inferno is a 2016 American mystery action crappiest thriller film directed by Ron Howard. Uh, music by Hans Zimmer. He's my f favorite composer. He's my favorite composer, I could say, Hans Zimmer. He did Inception, Interstellar, just to name a couple. He just filed for divorce, actually. The movie Inferno is loosely based on the 2013 novel of the same name by Dan Brown, sequel to The Da Vinci Code, all that shit. Okay, let me just say, first of all, this movie was very shitty. Second of all, it was so scary, I had to stop it three times. Let me just give you guys, just quickly, boom, ready, boom, ready? This movie, Inferno, starring Tom Hanks, who's always popping up, is about a billionaire who does a TED Talk-type show about overpopulation. Then the billionaire feels that he's saving humanity from overpopulation and releases a virus to cull the world's population. Okay? I mean, does this sound like anything or anyone? Here's a clip. Okay, Zobrist is the name of the billionaire who's obsessed with overpopulation, you know? But like we said before, we're living in the Matrix where there's, like, multiple different realities. It's pick your own reality. It truly is. Life. Especially now, I mean, in these times. Media, government, film, internet. It can be really overwhelming. But that's why you just got to go F it, you know, and love your family. That's one thing that I've really gotten out of all this. You know, it's I can get really into, you know, looking at this conspiracy stuff. And then at the end of the day, it always comes back to who do I love? You know, what am I doing today 
Did I create anything to put more happiness in the world? Did I eat a good meal? Did I make something? Or did I just take? Did I make someone feel better? Did someone make me feel better? You know? That's what really matters. So yeah, this conspiracy shit, hell the fuck yeah, we gotta look at it. Because we gotta know, man, what the hell's going on out there? Let's put our heads together, you know? Where are my people? Where are you? (laughs) You know? Again, from the movie Inferno. Horrible movie, but (laughs) one of the scariest. And I had to turn off, take a break, and go, uh, 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 maybe I'm just stoned. Uh, uh." Okay, one more clip from the movie Inferno starring Tom Hanks. I know I said this before, but you have to follow Chet Hanks on Insta. That's what the millennials call Instagram. Okay, here we go. Zobrist. American billionaire. That must be nice. (laughs) Bioengineer. Notorious for radical views. It took the Earth's population 100,000 years to reach a billion people. And then just 100 more to reach 2 billion. And only 50 years to double again to 4 billion people in 1970. We're nearly at 8 billion now. 1159. That's what time it is for us. In 40 years, 32 billion people will fight to survive. They'll fail. Every single global ill that plagues the earth can be traced back to human overpopulation. But serious birth control measures, they don't stand a chance. And still, we keep attacking our own environment. There have been five major extinctions in the Earth's history. And unless we take bold, immediate action, the sixth extinction will be our own. I rented it on iTunes, and then you only have, like, you know, 48 hours, and then, like, I just couldn't watch it because it sucked so bad, but... I wanted to talk about it on the show, so I had to see the ending, and I was like, well, I can't imagine how it ends. Like, I was trying to, like, not rent it again, and I was trying to tell myself, like, it doesn't matter. But then it really got me, because I was thinking, like, well, how does it end? What's a good ending? Is it, well, eventually we'll all end up, you know, overpopulating the world and starving? Or the good ending is stopping the virus from spreading. And then I'm thinking like, oh my God, there's the, you know, is that propaganda? Is that, you know, movie supposed to be making us ask these questions? I was also looking in the movie for like, you know, symbolism and stuff like that. And of course there was, you know, stuff in it. And at the, But at the end, the only symbolism in the movie that I was like, whoa, what does that mean? Is... Well, I guess spoiler alert, right? I mean, you guys, you don't want to watch this movie. It's really bad. Spoiler alert. Um, So Tom Hanks does save, like, the world from the virus, or somebody does. Basically, the virus doesn't get released. And the very last scene, the woman was like, oh, here's something that you lost at the hospital, like, talking to Tom Hanks. And she goes, I know this means so much to you. He goes, yes, it does mean much to me. And I'm like, what is it? I gotta see. And it was a fucking Mickey Mouse watch. (laughs) I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but that's fucking weird. Okay, anyways, God, can we just move on? (sighs) I'm just over it, really. I'm just over this Bill Gates thing. Can Can I just move on? Yes. Okay, 
Let's get on to happier things. Yeah, that Bill Gates thing's bringing me down. I just want to... Okay, yes, moving on. Wrapping up the show. Been watching and doing section. Okay, this is big. Okay, what we've been watching and doing, we being me. Okay, wow, this was good. It was great, I would say. Blue is the Warmest Color movie on Netflix. It's a 2013 French romance film co-written and produced and directed by... Oh, yeah. This is so stupid, I know, you guys. I just butcher people's names, and you guys remember I did this a long time ago? Okay, here we go. Co-written, co-produced, and directed by... And starring phenomenal actresses. Oh my god, phenomenal. I didn't know people could act this good. And the film follows Adele, a French teenager who discovers desire and freedom as an aspiring female painter, Emma, enters her life. The film charts their relationship from Adele's high school years to her early adult life and career as a school teacher. The premise of Blue is the Warmest Color is based on the 2010 graphic novel of the same name by Julie Marrow. Okay. Man, it's intense to say the least. Very realistic, too. Really um, great writing, great directing. You're there with them. You're... It's great. Great, great, great film. And I guess there's a part two. I don't know. I was too afraid to believe. I'm still not going to believe until I know for sure, which is me sitting down to watch it, I guess. <laughs> okay, moving on. Still waiting on the final episode of Tiger King. It's coming out, I think, in a week or so, I heard. Um, I'm not sure what's going to be on it. Looking forward to it. Then maybe I might do a Tiger King thing. I don't know. Okay, this is cool. April 14th, which was yesterday, was the 20th anniversary of the film American Psycho starring Christian Bale. American Psycho is a 2000 satirical psychological horror film co-written and directed by Mary Heron based on Brett Easton Ella's 1991 movie of the same name. It stars Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman, y'all know him, and a gang of other people that we all like. You like Huey Lewis on the news? Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. Okay, here's something I need more info on. I need the 411. Did Christian Bale really base his character in American Psycho off of Tom Cruise? In an interview with Black Book, director Mary Heron shares the revelation that Christian Bale's inspiration for American Psycho was none other than Tom Cruise. Where's he at lately? I heard he was dating the chick from the Invisible Man movie. What's her name? Mad Men? Elizabeth Moss. I heard she's shacking up with Tom Cruise. Here's what she said. We talked about how Martian-like Patrick Bateman was. How he was looking at the world like somebody from another planet, watching what other people did and trying to work out the right way to behave. And then one day he called me, that's Christian Bale, and he had been watching Tom Cruise on David Letterman, and he had just a very intense friendliness with nothing behind the eyes, and he was really taken with this energy. 
Interesting. I scoured the internet for that Tom Cruise Letterman, and there's nothing before the year 2000. I wanted to see it. But if you just look up anything with Tom Cruise, it's freaky, man. All right, let's just move on. I'm scared. <sighs> okay, still watching The Connors. There was a new episode last night. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it as soon as I edit and release this. Okay, this is big, you guys. All right, I plan on watching the Lady Gaga concert airing this Saturday, April 19th. I really want to see what's going on there. Uh, it's called One World Together at Home. Very New World Order-ish, huh? One World Together at Home. The musical lineup for the show includes Lady Gaga, Billie Eilish, Eilish, y'all know who that is, Lizzo, Stevie Wonder, Paul McCartney, Alanis Morissette, okay? Isn't it ironic? Man, I gotta see Alanis Morissette. Chris Martin of Coldplay. People don't like Coldplay, do they? I do. I mean, I guess. Well, we'll see. This will be the test. Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, Elton John, John Legend, Keith Urban, that's Nicole Kidman's husband. It will broadcast live across U.S. television networks, ABC, CBS, all this crap, and live streamed on the internet. Okay. So everybody on the planet can watch it if they have internet or cable. Trust. You'll want to see this. It's going to be interesting. Okay. Man, I'm just, the one thing I'm looking the most forward to, I love like thinking about, okay, when quarantine's over. And like I said, I don't care about going anywhere. Uh, I want people to come over so we can, you know, create and do fun things and like whatevs. Uh, but I, right before coronavirus hit, I found the local movie theater in my little mountain town, the local little indie cool artsy theater. Oh my God, it is so cool. They have beer, they have snacks, they have food, they have unhealthy snacks, they have healthy snacks, they have killer movies. Comfortable, I mean, it's just like so great. I saw a portrait of a lady on fire there. So that's the shit I can't wait for. I like to fine dine and see movies. Those are the two things that I'm just like, cannot wait for. But for reals though, I don't even know. Um, oh, yeah, the reason why I brought that up, the movie theater, there's a movie coming out, Ammonite. Ammonite is an upcoming British-Australian romantic drama film written and directed by Francis Lee. Oh, phew, an easy name. Francis Lee. Starring Kate Winslet and, oh no, S-A-O-I-R-S-E Ronan. Sorry, I just don't want to butcher that name. Are starring in the independent historical drama, cool, a story inspired by the life of fossil hunter Mary Anning. Okay, cool. The story is set in 1840s England when Anning and a young woman sent to convalesce by the sea develop an intense relationship, altering both their lives forever. Oh yeah, today I just rented a movie. I haven't watched it yet. Color Out of Space. 2019 American science fiction cosmic horror film directed and co-written by Richard Stanley based on the story of The Color Out of Space, H.P. Lovecraft. It stars Nick Cage, Jolie Richardson, some other people. Okay, so any more what you're watching and doing? No, I don't think so. Just trying to get through. Hashtag quarantine life. <laughs> All right, closing thoughts. Y'all, for real though, we're gonna get through this. The trick is, is just trying to make your life the best you can each day. What can make your life better today? You know? Do that. What would make you happy? What would make your heart happy? 
do that.